0: Welcome to The Kimbretta Show, where all things lead back to how to be the best leader of you. Each of our conversations encourage us to love, learn, and lead ourselves and others. Kimbretta is her name, and leadership is her thing. Get ready. It's time to grow. Hey, y'all. And welcome back to another episode of The Kicker in the Chase with your girl, Boss Babe, Kimbretta. So excited to have you back with us. You guys get another mini treat that I like to call a mini pod. Taking some excerpts from my book, Bosses Who Kill, Available everywhere books are sold. <laughs> yes, and today we're going to talk about the passive aggressive boss. This is one of the six toxic leadership bosses that I write about in my book. If you haven't got it, get it so much more information and nuggets in here than I'm going to share in this mini pod but I thought the mini was important to at least get some of those high level points out there to get that mind thinking oh boy either I am one or I'm reporting to one and what can I do right so let's get ready to punch in it's time to go to work Go to work. We're about to go. Okay, okay. Obviously, I'm being crazy because you know what? I'm hungry. That's why I'm hungry. All right, so let's jump into this. Thou shall not create chaos, you passive-aggressive serial killer boss, you. And I open with this quote. The battlefield is a scene of constant chaos. The winner will be the one who controls the chaos, both his own and the enemy's. And that is by Napoleon Bonaparte. And I'm probably saying that all wrong. Nonetheless, this boss type was by far one of the most interesting personalities to research in preparation for writing my book. It may be because of the twists and turns that happen under this leadership style. Or it could be because I've seen this boss figure in action more times than I care to remember. The tactics sometimes get confused within the authority aura that the higher ups exude. When you really see the behaviors of this serial killer for what they are, your own intuition will tell you to watch out. You won't be surprised by their backstab. Stabbing, Dirty tricks, okay? The passive-aggressive boss generally is known as high-energy, get-things-done type of person, all the while driving everyone around them crazy with their nutty behavior. And I've come to realize that any boss who contributes in a bad behavior for long periods deserves your sympathy more than anything. They are struggling, and they have no idea how they can improve or sadly that they need to improve yikers right so let's go ahead and talk about some of the basic sins of this serial killer boss personality the passive aggressive boss we're getting ready to break it down don't you go nowhere we breaking but we're breaking it down okay so let's get ready to jump in Break it down, break break it down. Yes, all right. Basic sense of the passive aggressive boss, and I know you're thinking, but Kim, you're sharing with us some pretty <laughs> some pretty bad news here. But you sound so wow. Well, leadership is my thing, haven't I said that? I get passionate about this stuff. But nonetheless, listen to the message. Yeah, the passive aggressive boss first sin, indecisive. Constantly changes their mind about what should be done and how. Any boss who changes their mind all the time will send any employee to the loony bin. Okay. Second basic sin of the uh, passive aggressive boss: they lack integrity. They lack integrity. Boss takes full credit of the team's work. This sabotages the employee recognition and advancement opportunities, and it really diminishes morale. Okay, basic sin number three, they're untrustworthy, exploiting an employee's talent, which abuses the employee's trust. They can't be trusted. And this is unfortunate because there has to be a certain level of trust between an employee and their boss in order for work to get done efficiently, effectively and in a timely manner. Basic sin number four, they're manipulative boss. This boss type purposefully restricts information the worker needs to do a good job, preventing the worker from producing their best work. That's that passive aggressive sneaky shit. Sorry, it is what it is that they're on, right? Then the fifth basic sin of the passive aggressive boss, they're insecure, criticize an employee in public, thereby tearing away at their confidence. They will literally throw you under the bus in front of a crowd at any moment and the sad part is they'll come back in private and try to tell you, you know, I didn't mean it like that. Or, you know, I hope you were not offended, or, you know, that's what they do. They're right. They're wishy washy. Last sin of the passive aggressive boss. They are selfish. They make everything about themselves. Cunningly changes the subject back to themselves. No matter what the situation is. I'm telling you guys, you guys got to watch out for this. You got to watch out for this. Passive-aggressive bosses make life in the workplace very difficult for their employees. This serial killer can destroy the morale of their employees over and over again, like 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 taking a knife out and putting it back in, taking it out, putting it back in. They demoralize their subordinates, causing them to work less, produce less, and eventually care less, which leads to decreased work output, poor quality, and a waste of money for the company. Have you ever worked for someone who sent you constant mixed signals, seemed as if they like you one minute and then it felt like you didn't exist the next? Yeah. Have you ever had a boss describe himself or herself as a nice person who doesn't like conflict, but they were somehow always in conflict? Or have you ever left a meeting with the boss feeling like you were just run over by a train that came out of nowhere? Mm -hmm. If you're thinking yes to any of the aforementioned questions, you've experienced a passive aggressive boss. Okay, there is no doubt in my mind that that is exactly what you were experiencing. I want to share with you guys really quickly this true story. I think I mentioned in previous podcasts how when prepping to write this book, Bosses Who Kill, um, I interviewed lots of people. And to some of my readers surprise, I interviewed a lot of students and I'm talking about junior high and high school students, because in that eight hours a day that they're at school, their teachers and principals and office staff are their bosses and they are and should be held accountable to leading healthy, great leadership that helps build Quality students. They can be toxic too. You just got to know your kid, right? You got to know your own kid. Some kids will come home and complain because they're lazy and they want to do work and they'll say the teacher did this and that. Then there's kids that aren't going to lie. They're not going to complain. They're telling you a truth and you have to listen up and pay attention, right? And I've always tried to teeter that line very well. You know, I let her know I'm not just going to take your word for it. You know, my daughter, she's 20 now when she was in school. I let her know I'm not just going to be just, oh, whatever you say. I'm going to do something investigation of my own and i'm going to get to the bottom of it based on who i know you to be and what i experienced when meeting with your teacher so she knew she just couldn't come home and tell me a tall fit because it isn't it's not going to go down like that i love you but i also know you and i'm going to hold you accountable right to be your best self so needless to say she's one of the first students that i interview because she's my own right my own kid So I want to share with you a snippet from the interview she gave me back when I wrote the book. Well, actually, it's not a snippet. I'm I'm going to give you the whole interview. They were were very short. I asked each one of my interviewees just one question. Tell me about your best boss ever and tell me about your worst boss ever. That's all I asked. The, The interview wasn't long. That's all I needed to know was to hear. And what was interesting but not surprising was that everybody could pretty much call forth that information very quickly without having to think about it they didn't need time they didn't need me to get back with them people know and they always remember who made them feel great like they could do anything and who made them feel like crap okay so here's the interview recap with my avi i call her avi her best and worst boss interview And it is, we'll say, Emily versus James. And don't worry, all the names have been changed in this story to protect the identity of these toxic leaders. (laughs) I did it then. I don't know that I would do the same thing today. I'd probably just call them out because it's been too much secrecy and protection. But anyway, I won't get off to my soapbox. All right, so here's Avi. Who's your best teacher ever? And she says this, and I quote, my best teacher was Miss Jones. She explained her instructions and her tone was calm yet firm. She took the time to listen to the students' inquiries and questions. She stayed on topic and didn't ever veer off point. Always willing to help, very approachable and knowledgeable. She admitted when she didn't know something and she promised to research it and get back with you. Wow, what a great teacher. How, how, how many times have you heard your teacher say, I don't know? They don't think they can do that. But man, that moment of transparency and the power that you would ignite in your classroom by being the person that can say, that's a great question. I'm not sure. I'm going to look it up or let's look it up together. Do you know how that can change the trajectory of your entire school year? Come on. Right. So here's Avi's recap of her worst boss ever. her Worst teacher ever. My worst teacher was Mr. Jefferson. He cuts you off when you're speaking. He doesn't explain instructions and he doesn't listen to his students. He assumes things. He doesn't seem to care about his students. He is mean and makes you feel like there is no point in asking a question. He is unfair and throws tantrums in the classroom. He discriminates between students and yells at you when you don't understand or get an answer wrong. He ignores students when he is in a mood. He also acts one way with students, more negative, and then he acts different, more positive when other teachers or faculty are around. Can you imagine sending your kid to school to go through that with that worst teacher ever? You drop them out of school assuming with the assumption and the conviction that they're going to be kept safe, that they are going to be kept safe and taken care of. You know, and then to hear that someone is in there, a grown adult teacher, throwing tantrums, discriminating, making them feel like they shouldn't ask him a question, the very thing he's job he's being paid to perform. How sad is that, right? It's not fun. That's not right. Notice that at the time when I did this interview, my daughter was 13 years old. So notice that that 13 year old she didn't say her teacher was the best because she gave them candy or let them have recess or an extra 10 minutes to play around. Nor did she describe her worst teacher as the worst because he didn't do any of those things. Her observations were based on their ability and follow through to listen, answer questions, be approachable, honest, and be their authentic selves. And shouldn't any student expect that from their teacher? In other words, All she wanted was for you to teach her academically and lead by example and character. That's essentially all she was asking. She valued the teacher who embodied integrity and helped their students when they needed it. And you got to see the validity in this student's observation. Your child's academic fate is hugely dependent upon the teacher they're required to uh, report to just like our employees' professional success is hugely impacted, right? By whom they're required to report to. And when company owners and schools become aware of this and fully convinced that it is a problem within their leadership and take action, we can all finally start working together to make the workplace and schools better. But we gotta own that it's a problem first, Listen, let's go ahead and get ready to go home. We're going to dive into the kicker and the chase. And we're going to look at the fix, right? If there is one, yeah? Let's take a look at that. All right. Time for the kick and the chase. We're getting ready to go home, okay? Let's end this thing off with some great kick and chase. I mean, the kick is the passive-aggressive boss is real. Do not try and excuse yourself out of this, making all kinds of, uh, you know, excuses, I'll say assumptions, trying to delve in the gray and play devil's advocate and make it seem as though it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. The passive-aggressive boss is real. They exist, and they're out here killing people day in and day out without being reprimanded, without being coached and retrained up, and or fired when it it calls for it. So for a fix, for the boss who sees him or herself in this chapter, awareness is half the battle. Do your self-work to improve. Read blogs and books on how to be a better boss. Propose leadership training for you and your peers to your executive leaders. Your boss may appreciate your initiative and oblige you. More than anything, start paying close attention to your day-to-day actions and interactions. And check yourself. We typically always know our issues. We just want to try to act like they're not there, particularly if no one else brings it to our attention. If you're an employee and you are reporting to someone I've just been describing, a passive-aggressive boss, I got to be honest and tell you, this is a pickle of a situation to navigate through. I personally would start with preparations to leave this manager because for me, I haven't yet in my 22 years of working in, in different types of workforces found a actual solid fix for reporting to a passive aggressive boss outside of getting out of there. In the event that that doesn't happen quickly for you or you just can't leave right away for other reasons, here are some helpful tidbits, okay? Stay professional. Whatever you do, stay professional, particularly if you're at work. You need this job for the livelihood of your family. You don't want to end up getting fired, You, especially for something that, you know, they write up that was your fault. Now you can't get the unemployment or benefits that you may need until you uh, can find better work. Try not to take their behavior personally. And I know that's hard to say when you're um, at the hands of this type of abuse five days a week, 40 plus hours a week. But you got to remember that it is so about them and not about you. This is an internal issue with them it is a mental a psychological issue passive aggressiveness is something that requires they become aware and submit to the proper uh therapy and, and and go get the tools that they need right to improve in this area get everything you can in writing from this boss they change their minds so much right they're back and forth they lie they're untrustworthy as much as possible get everything in writing Stand up for yourself respectfully, not emotionally, right? Stand up for yourself respectfully. And it's a way to do that. Don't do it when you're in high emotions because you'll just be dismissed as being combative, angry, having a tantrum yourself. No, you want to do it in a respectful manner. And refresh your resume. Get that resume refreshed. If you don't know how to do it, pay someone. It's an investment into your future and your peace of mind. And start searching for other jobs. Okay. You got to do this for yourself. The only fix is to do the best you can. To truly protect yourself while in this situation. Until you can get out of it. Notice how the fix in this chapter didn't necessarily gear itself towards the boss. As much as it did towards the employee. Because I am a firm believer that this boss. There's no fix I can write up when you're a passive aggressive person. You have to one. One. Become aware. Two, admit that it is true. Three, go get the professional help that you need. And I am not a therapist, right? So listen, I end with this quote. Your talent and skills can only take you so far. It is your character and values that will sustain you. And that is by Yanla Van Zant. Mm-hmm it's been real guys and I'm so glad you stopped in for another mini pot tree this actually I don't know if this is going to be the one but for me in my real time with what I'm recording it's going to be the last pot cast before I start season two so I can't wait to have you guys back going to give you some new stuff to look at some new voices to hear it's coming up love you guys ciao Remember, love, learn, lead, and then repeat. I'm your favorite leader, Kimbretta. Boss, babe. And your next best decision, call me. I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening, watching, and sharing. Follow me on all social media platforms at Kimbretta. K-I-M-B beautiful. R-E-T-T-A. Follow me also and listen to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. See you soon.